Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about real estate agents fees, and we're comparing Bailey's versus Harcourt's versus Ray White versus Barfoot, and a couple more. That's right, we're talking about real estate agent fees, and who's got the lowest and who's got the highest fees. Now, we're going to give you an honest comparison and some real numbers based on some pretty intense data crunching that we've been doing. Now, Andrew, what are some of the issues when you're comparing real estate agent fees? Because they don't make it easy. No, the problem is it's hard to find a lot of this information. So Ed was tasked with this over the weekend because he's got no hobbies and he had to search on the websites, but they're not, it's not. They're really, not there. It's not they don't there. publish them. They probably don't want you to know. No, and they're tiered. So often you might have, you know, 3.95 for the first 400,000, then it might drop down to two and a half. So it's quite hard to work out some of the times. And often there'll be administration fees as well. So there'll be an admin fee of, I don't know, $500. And then it's whether or not GST is included. So you've got to think about all of these things. So finding the data, first of all, can be quite challenging, but then comparing can be quite challenging as well. So let's talk about what we've done. What I did was I first went to calculate.co.nz and for any this of you is, guys by the way is some of your finest work some of your finest sleuth work that's actually really nice of you to say you're usually not the, it's nice to me <laughs> so first of all for you guys watching this on YouTube you can see the screen if not podcast people I'm going to explain it for you I went to calculate.co.nz. They've got a real estate commission calculator. So they've gone out and found out what the formulas were. So I tried to break into the back end of the calculator and steal the formulas. You couldn't but, do it. But yeah, well, I'm not that much of a nerd. So what did I do? Yeah, well, yeah. I sat there in the Cory Lounge and I put in a price, 100K. And then I copied out all of the fees and I put it into my spreadsheet yep. with then the what, sale what price. What next? Well, let me just explain first. Thank you, Andrew. The sale price, the commission, including GST, and I've got a percentage. Then I went back and I changed it. So I'd go from 100 and then I'd go 200. Are you doing this live for all all of these? 200. Listening. Then I'd copy it out. Then I did it again and again and again, all the way up to 3 million. So in (laughs) $100,000 increments. And that's given me for each price of 100K each, has given me what the commission would be based on these formulas. Now, that means that we can calculate an average of what commission they're charging. But I cannot just create a simple average. Why is that? Because you're too much of a nerd. Yes, well, (laughs) this is true. Well, what is true as well is that there are a lot more properties that sell for $700,000, for instance, than that sell for $2.9 million. So it almost doesn't matter what the commissions are for $2.9, $2.8, million, because not as many properties get sold at that price. So what I did was I downloaded a whole heap of data from the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand. And here you guys can see that there is a real bell curve. So what I mean by that is over 10,000 properties over the last 12 months sold within that 600 to 700K bracket. But let's look at 2.9 to $3 million, only 182 properties. So I'm going to then take that data and apply it to the commissions. So what I mean by that is we're going to pay a lot more attention to the commissions that each company would earn on six to seven hundred k rather than those higher price points. We're going to pay a lot of attention to the seven to eight hundred k, but less to those upper price points. Right, because they're more irrelevant. Exactly. So what that allows us to say is, if each company 
sold exactly what sold on the market over the last 12 months. So if each of them sold the same level of houses or at least in the same distribution, what would their average commission be? And here I've got what I'm calling the weighted average commission. And Andrew, you've got it here in front of you. Read out the three categories we've organised these kind of companies into, the low price, mid priced, and higher priced. So in terms of the low price, you've got someone like Aristo who are 1.14% and that's a flat fee and then Tall Poppy at 25 Now, when you say flat fee, it's because they charge 10 grand plus GST. Yes, correct. In the mid-priced, you've got people like Harcourts at 3.7, Barfoot and Thompson 3.13 and Mike Pirro at 3.04. And then the high price over 4%, you've got Remax at 4.04 and Bailey's at 4.23. Now, look, just bear in mind, if you go and use Remax, for instance, your commission is not necessarily going to be exactly 4.04%. And here we're all including GST for all of these. But that is what the average commission they would earn if they were to sell exactly the distribution of New Zealand property prices, yeah. which I think is actually a pretty well, good measure. It's, when you told me about how you'd modelled this out, I was impressed. Oh, that's very kind of you. So we've kind of got these three areas, the lower price providers, all of these mid-price guys, which kind of, you know, your Mike Piero, Barfoot Professionals, Unlimited Potential, they're all three to 3.75. And then Remax and Bailey's are those higher priced players. But what's interesting is how these sometimes change. So what I've also done is created a heat map of each price band, so 100, 200, 300. And then I've looked at, well, who had the highest priced fees and the lowest priced fees for each of the price bands here. Now, blue in this case is cheaper, red is higher. Now, first of all, I want to draw your attention to Bailey's, which is down the very bottom. So I'm just going to scroll across. And just for everybody on the podcast, Andrew, what are you seeing in Bailey's fees? Uh, they're the highest almost all of the time. Yeah, so they are definitely the highest, at least for anything 300000 or above. So, okay, let's hope we don't get a call from Bailey's general manager, but <laughs> from the modelling we've done, and we've explained how we've done it, they've consistently came out the highest. Now, what's interesting is I want you to now pay attention to the professionals and tell me what you're seeing here, Andrew. So professionals at the very low end, 100,000, 200,000, they're very, very low in terms of the heat map. But then as you get higher, as you hit $1.2 million, you'll see they get higher and higher in terms of the percentage. And actually, once you get up around the $3 million mark, your second highest fees. And when Andrew says higher percentage, we mean in terms of compared to other companies, yes. just to be really clear. So once we get up to that 3 million mark, you're right, the professionals are the second highest. They actually become a higher fee than the likes of Remax. Now, the reason I like this modelling is that I feel like we've now not made it a secret about what the different fees are. And now you can always use these sorts of calculators to figure out a specific fee or what the different fees would be for a specific price property. But this helps us get a more generic overview of the market about, well, who's got higher fees than other companies. And look, if you're using this model, you just go to say $2 million, go to the $2 million mark. So at $2 million, you might say, okay, well, I want to go for the absolute, well, not the absolute cheapest, but the cheapest of the mid range. Then your cheapest is Mike Piero. No. Oh, you said it was Mike Piero. <laughs> I don't know how to read numbers. Yeah. Uh, but then if you're going to say a bit further along, say a $3 million property, 
It's still Mike Pero. Well, Mike Pero and unlimited potential, and unlimited potential is an Auckland specific one, you know, are on the cheaper end. Now, at that end, we're talking about 0.04%, yes. just so we're really clear. Yeah. So we're talking about quite small numbers. But we are going to talk about it in a minute. Well, should you just pick the cheapest? And we've got something a bit more sophisticated that we're going to tell you about as well for things to think about. But the first thing, before we do that, I want to show you the commission versus price graph, which is actually quite fascinating. So Andrew, describe to us what you're seeing here. So now we're looking at, again, the commission that you're going to pay as a percentage, depending on the value of a property. You'll know that in a lot of cases, you do have that tiered amount of commission based on the sale price. So once you hit that kind of $500,000 mark, your percentage drops down significantly. Definitely. And just so you know, this is based on just the major players. So yes. I haven't included the likes of Tall Poppy in this because in my view, they're not one of the big players in the market. So it is interesting that up to 500k, you could be paying, you know, kind of 4.67% of your property GST. price, including GST, and then it falls away quite dramatically. You know, if you're selling a $3 million property, the average commission, and this is unweighted, is around that kind of 2.8% mark. Mm. But that doesn't mean, of course, that a real estate company is earning less money from that. I want to show you now the total fees graph, and you can see how uh, it just increases in a straight line. If you're <laughs> selling a, a $3 million property, the unweighted average commission is about $78,500. relatively low compared to overseas. So $78,500, still no, relatively no, low. No, no, only just, Andrew <laughs> Nickel would say that. I was only saying that because I've been watching Selling Sunset on Netflix, and often in America it'll be kind of a 5% fee, and often you might get a fee paid for both the buyer and the seller. Yeah, I think it's actually 6%, but my understanding of how that worked is that the seller pays it and the 6% is split between the buyer's agent and the seller's That's agent. That's always the case, but sometimes you do also have a purchaser will pay a fee as well. Okay, but like a buyer's premium if yep. you go to an auction house. So let's now talk about, okay, how should you use this data? Because it's not just as simple as choose the cheapest. I think there's a bit more sophistication here. So should somebody only choose a real estate agent based on price? Absolutely not. In fact, years and years and years ago, I used to go to the open homes that were listed from the cheaper agents. Like and a one percenter. Yeah, correct. A one percent. I won't name them because they're still kind of around. Um, Does it rhyme with Hall Hoppy? No, it rhymes no, with High End Hestel. And um, I used to go and they'd always say, oh, no, no, the agent just, you know, they work for less money. We, we, we want to give more back to the consumer. Look, if you're getting paid a quarter of what you're going to get if you go to, if you're at Harcourts, for example, you can't possibly do as much work on, on that file. You just can't. Right, And so you'd go in and, and maybe the agent was maybe a little bit less experienced. You are buying an inferior service, in my mind. And so what I'd do is I'd go and buy from them and then I'd do all my renovations and then I'd put it on with Harcourt, say. How fascinating. Now, I think while I agree with you on that point, what is also true is just because in this modelling, Bailey's charges more, I don't think you can automatically assume that Bailey's gives necessarily a superior service. Or let me rephrase that again, just for any Bailey's agents listening, I don't think that you can confidently say just because Bailey's charges more under this modelling that every Bailey's agent gives better service than a Barfoot agent. Similarly, just because Remax is more expensive than most, I don't think you can say every Remax agent is better than every Barfoot's agent. 
you know, it is going to come down to the individual and how capable they are, how experienced they are, how ambitious they are and how much drive they have. But I do think you can use this to make a call on value for money. So what I want to do is give you a couple of examples of how much extra an agent would need to achieve if they worked for a higher fee agency compared to if you went to a lower fee agency. That's right, because at the end of the day, if you're selling your property, whether it's owner-occupier or investment, it is just about the bottom line. You want to know that you're going to get an offer, it's going to be successful, they'll end up settling, and that you're going to end up with X amount at the end. So if someone charges more but gets you a better result, then in my mind, go for it, right? So let's take a look at, say, a $700,000 property, and let's compare Bailey's, which is the higher fee agency. Their total commission, including GST, according to this calculator, is 32.2K. Now, let's compare that to Barfoot, which is charging about, you know, 1.34% less commission. So they'd walk away with, say, 22.8K. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the difference of 10K. Now, if your Bailey's agent can get around 10K more than your Barfoot agent, then you're about to come out ahead if they can get slightly more than that. So that's what you'd need in terms of this modelling. Now, what I mean by that, how would you use that? Well, you'd have to make a call. Do I think that the more expensive agent is going to really be able to outdo the cheaper priced agent? Now, the answer might be yes. The answer might be no. I've actually had that conversation with a more expensive agent. How'd it go? Uh, Basically, we agreed that that would be my minimum price because I wanted to recoup the cost that I was paying in difference to to the cheaper alternative that I was looking at. And how receptive were they to that conversation? Agents often um, very certain at the the listing, but he absolutely did achieve what he said he was going to achieve. Fantastic. Now, I just want to leave you, before we wrap up as well, show you what it would be at a $3 million property. And again, let's compare the more expensive ones, which is your Baileys. Let me just find it. So that's 90.4K on a $3 million property. Let's compare it to a Mike Pero, which is a cheaper. So they're about, let's call it 74K. So they would need to get an extra 16.4K. Baileys would have to earn an extra 16.4K or more for you to start getting a return from choosing the more expensive agent. Now, on a $3 million property, let me just quickly pull out my calculator because I'm unable to do the math straight in my head and see... Well, exactly. And let's call it, that's an extra 0.55% that the agent would have to get as a premium on the sale price in order to start earning their fee back, their difference in the fee back. Which when you're talking about $3 million, you're not talking a lot of money, are you? Oh, look, if they could get an extra 20K, then yeah, sweet, you're ahead. But the trouble is you've got to make a bit of a gut decision because you're never going to know. Well, you, you've got no... You've got you can't no, sell your house twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can if you buy it back. But, you know, like, <laughs> you're not going to be able to run a test where you can do the Mike Capero and your Baileys at the same time unless you do a dual listing. No, but, but people don't no do these. No one's interested in those. Yeah, nobody's going to actually no. want to sell your property. Then you've got two people disinterested in selling your property. So, ultimately, who's the most expensive? Well, from this modelling, Baileys followed by Remax... And then third place is equal between Century 21, LJ Hooker and Ray White. And look, if you want to go deeper into all of this modelling, if you're listening to the podcast, have a look at the YouTube where we're sharing our screen with all of the data. You'll be able to see it. It's a beautiful thing. And actually, I think we'll end up talking about this in private property because... 
just before we hit record, you said that we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, come along to our upcoming webinar. It is next Tuesday. That is at 7 p.m. And we're going to have the best time. Want to see you there? Tap or swipe over the cover art. Link's in the description. Or just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash webinar. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 